Hi, I'm Elena Becker, and this is PS, the Puget Sound podcast, where I'll be talking with members of our community about their Puget Sound experiences. We're recording from Moonyard Studio in Tacoma, Washington. And today our guest is Jenna Kruger, a sophomore from Eugene, Oregon. Jenna, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming to do this with me. Yeah, of course. So right off the bat, I think I'm going to have you just sort of situate yourself and regular listeners of the podcast will know that we've been asking people for what we're calling their and lists. So that at Puget Sound, it's this idea that people do a lot of stuff. This is my major (laughs) and I have these minors and I'm in these clubs and I'm doing this project. So will you just give us a rundown of everything that you do at Puget Sound? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm a psychology major, and I have minors in education and math. I'm in the honors program. Um, The clubs that I'm in are InterVarsity, which is a Christian fellowship club. I am in um, yoga club, rock climbing club. I'm in RDG, the repertory dance group, which is our no-cut dance club, so I'm really bad at dancing, but (laughs) I'm in it anyway. Um, I'm in history club and the Psychology Honor Society. Wow. And I work for the Campus Visit Program. Wow. I think that's everything. That, one of the reasons that I love asking people that is that you get all these things that are so different. Yeah. So you're in the Honors Program, and you're dancing, and you have this interesting little triangle of things that you're studying academically, math and education and psychology is, there's a lot of diversity there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's maybe start there. How, why psych? Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I came to school. I thought I might want to go into education because I worked in a preschool Mm. in high school. Um, I've worked with kids a lot through summer camps and stuff like that. Um, and like outdoor schools in Oregon, there's a lot of outdoor education stuff. Yeah. And we only have an education minor. So I was like, I'm not going to major in education. So I'll minor in that. And then I... Your first year, you have a peer advisor. Um, my peer advisor's name was Grant. Um, he was a senior, and now his little brother goes here. He's a first year this year, and it's really fun to see him because they look the same. Yeah. Um, it is. Sometimes when people's siblings come, you do, you're like double taking on campus yeah, for a couple of weeks definitely. until you get used to it. Like, that person looks like, exactly oh, like somebody who graduated a year ago. Yeah. Um, and you have meetings with them to register for classes. And I was talking to Grant, my peer advisor, and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know what's going on. Like, I don't know what I want to major in. And he was like, well, a lot of people end up pairing education with psychology. Why don't you try taking psychology 101? And I was like, okay, sure. Like, I don't even know about that. Because my high school didn't have psychology classes. um, Like many high schools don't. Yeah. And there are a lot of subjects like that, I think, where in high school you sort of have English, math. Biology, and then you come to college, and you're like, "Whoa, what's There's psychology? So many cool what's things. science, technology, and society? Yeah. What, etc." Exactly. Um, and I took psychology 101, and I loved it. It was yeah. just a really great class. I loved my professor. Um, I took a class with him last semester again because I liked him so much. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Okay, maybe, maybe this is what I want to do." And then I declared my major the next semester, like as early as I could. Right. Yeah. And do you remember? What specifically about that class was exciting to you? Um, I really liked how much my professor was relating things to the real world. Because hmm. in high school, I took a lot of like AP classes that were like AP European history. We're going to read this book and then you're going to take a multiple choice test on it. And like right. that's all it is. And that right. was all of my classes. Um, and I really liked that. Uh, for psychology 101 classes here, there's a kind of final paper assignment that you write throughout the entire semester. Um, 
it felt really long at the time, but it was only like 10 pages. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, that's a short paper. But I think also I when you're in high school, it's a very rare that somebody comes out of high school and has written a 10-page paper. Exactly. So to go in a year, right, in your first yeah. year from thinking about it as like, Oh my god, a ten page paper. So much. To be like, oh, it was just ten pages, right? Like that's yeah. an assignment, but it's it's doable. It's in your yeah, wheelhouse. Exactly. Says um, a lot also about the type of first year that you had. Yes, exactly. Um I'm a sophomore now. I don't know if I said that earlier. Yes. But I am. Anyway. Um So you're writing this ten page paper. Yes. And the prompt is pretty much like it's learning how to use APA format, which mm-hmm. is the format you use in psychology and learning how to kind of write a research paper in right. a psychology setting because most people don't know how to do that yet. Yeah. Um, and the prompt is kind of just like think about something that you're interested in, do research on it, kind of write a literature review and then create like the method that you would do if you were to do a study on this. Right. But we didn't actually do the studies because we were only in psychology 101. Right. Um, and I did mine on bilingual education like the Mm -hmm. benefits of that with children's literacy um and I like found all these cool articles and I was so excited about it um and just like having that opportunity to kind of apply all the things that we'd been learning in class to something I was really interested in um was super valuable for me what did you argue in that paper about bilingual education that it's really important (laughs) um I so I talked about that and I was comparing like doing bilingual education using um, like technology versus just kind of writing things out on paper. Um, And it turned out, based on the research I did, there's not really a huge difference between what you do. Um, A combination works the best. Mm. That's what I learned from it, but... And where does, where does the math piece fit in? With you talking about your interests in bilingual education, the psychology and the education together makes a lot of sense. Is math just fun? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. math is fun. I So in a lot of my classes, I have had assignments kind of like that. That's sort of, especially in the honors program, a lot of the final papers are like, write about something that relates to this class, but right. pretty much anything you want. Like last semester, I took Interrogating Inequalities, mm-hmm. which is the social sciences honors core. And you write a manifesto at the end, much like the communist manifesto, but right. you write it on something you're passionate about. And the professor just says, choose an inequality in the world and write about that. So so, so there's a lot to go off of there. And I ended up writing about um, income inequality in mm-hmm. education. And because one of the education classes I was taking was on income inequality in education right. at that time, the same semester. Um, and the math piece comes in. Basically, I've thought about maybe being a math teacher. Mm. Um, I So I volunteered in a middle school last semester. I haven't worked with middle schoolers very much, which is why I chose to do that. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, middle school is like really fun. And <laughs> part of the, I was volunteering with an after school program mm-hmm. and I would always help them with their math homework because the standardized test for their math component was coming up really soon. So I was helping, one, helping them with that a lot. And it was really fun and I really enjoyed it. And I'm already, so... I have two math credits from high school. I took statistics, which is Math 160 for the psychology major, mm-hmm. um, and I'm in the honors math class right now. And that those all count towards the math minor, and you only need five math credits for a math minor. So um, you're there. And I already have four, so yeah. I might as well just keep going. Right. Um, but I've realized taking this honors math class I'm in right now, Mathematics of Symmetry, that I really love math. I think it's so fun. Um, there's a lot of, like, 
discovering things. It's different than just like learning a fact. Right. And I was in my professor's office yesterday and we were talking about this for like 45 minutes, um, how much better math is than other things. But because um, <laughs> it's easier, it's more fun to kind of discover things on your own as opposed to just like Googling it and right. like memorizing that fact. Right. I would say. And what kinds of things are you learning about in mathematics of symmetry that point you towards that? <laughs> well, um, it's a super interesting class. It's really frustrating at times when you can't find the patterns you're looking for, but once you do, it's just like super fun and you're so proud of yourself. <laughs> um, but we're pretty much, we read about kind of the history of mathematics. Um, we talked about like how they came up with the quadratic formula and stuff like that. Right. Um, and then we started getting into more like complex stuff that none of the students really knew anything about. So um, we ended up talking about like Euler and he created, here he discovered a lot of different formulas and um, our professor didn't tell us what the formulas were and then he like gave us the problem that Euler was attempting to solve and his homework we were supposed to kind of find the pattern that he found right. and then um, create the formula ourselves, which was really fun. Um, and so it's kind of like taking the history of mathematics and like rediscovering all of that. And what you're describing is actually a really great case study of how honors at Puget Sound works. So I was also in the honors program back in the day. Yeah. I think that the name honors program gives a lot of people the impression that it's like a gifted program or an accelerated program. Um, and it's not. It's not like we've yeah. taken the 20 or 30 smartest people and sequestered them <laughs> Put away. Put them all in the same place. Yeah, exactly. Make friends with each other and nobody yeah. else. Um, but instead, it's a way to fulfill the core curriculum through specific classes. So ordinarily, as you know, you would have maybe 30 or 40 classes to pick from yeah. for math classes to fulfill the math requirement. But with honors, you have mathematics of symmetry. Yeah. And the idea is that you're really getting a look at the origins of the discipline and comparing it to what's happening today. Yes, exactly. Um, I've heard the honors science class is a lot like that. Yes. As part of the program, you get to skip one of them, and I skip the science class because I have to take a lot of lab courses for psychology already, right. and that's kind of an added three hours a week, right. um, and I didn't want to take another lab course, so I fulfilled my um, science core a different way. But. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed all of my honors classes. My favorite part about them is like incorporating my own discipline into mm. the honors courses because like with that um, social sciences core class, interrogating yeah. inequalities, it was kind of a politics and government class. And Is Elisa Kessel still yes, teaching that? Yes, she is still teaching yeah. that. Um, she, was, she was the speaker at the honors banquet this okay. year. Yeah. yeah, and for listeners who don't know, Elisa Kessel is a professor in politics and government who also teaches in the honors program. Yeah. So all of our honors professors have a disciplinary affiliation. They're in that department. And then they teach an honors class as well. Yes, exactly. Um, and with that manifesto assignment that she gave us, um, I felt like that was very like typical of the honors program. So in our seminars, all first-year students are required to take seminars first and second semester. Mm -hmm. And the second semester one is kind of a research-based seminar. Mm -hmm. um, and the honors seminar is on postmodernism, um, which was quite the topic. Yeah, that's um, a big thing to get your arms around. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the professor, Mike Benveniste, he teaches in the English department usually, mm -hmm. um, but he taught this seminar for the honors program. And it was so much fun. Um, he really let us kind of guide where the course was going a right. lot and our final paper again was kind of like write about postmodernism but <laughs> apply it to something that you're interested in yeah. um, and I ended up doing gender performativity in athletics 
because I did gymnastics my entire life. Okay. So there's there's a lot to unpack there yeah, for sure, there is. Um, which was super interesting to me. I liked it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Which other honors classes have you taken? You've taken the two seminars. You've taken social science. You've taken mathematics. Yeah, I'm actually done. So this semester I'm taking mathematics of symmetry mm-hmm. and the art history course yeah. for the honors program. Um, and I took the humanities core my first year yeah. along with the seminars in my second semester and the social sciences one. So I'm, I need to take the connections course, um, but you take that senior year. And I'll also write my thesis, which right. is another, a whole just, other just thing Just a little footnote. Just a little. Just write yeah. a thesis. But <laughs> Easy. You have years till <laughs> yeah, that comes exactly. up. So let's pivot just a little bit and talk about um, in your, your lengthy and list, those non-academic things you're involved in on campus. You're in a number of clubs mm-hmm. uh, and especially you're doing RDG, which is Repertory yes. Dance Group. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's so fun. You, the performance is probably coming up, right? Yes, it's May 3rd and 4th, and May 4th is my birthday, so I'm super excited. That's in, like, two weeks. Yeah. Um, our dance is getting getting ready. We have Tech Week <laughs> coming up um, the week before May 3rd, so yeah. the first week of May, and we go, so it's at Wilson High School this year, um, so we go there every single night of that week yeah. um, to kind of make sure we clean everything up, figure out what it, the placements are on the stage and stuff right. like that. And um, you mentioned earlier that you were not a dancer. No, not at all. <laughs> why Why do RDG? What's exciting or appealing or fun for you? Um, RDG is our biggest club on campus. Mm-hmm. Like 10% of the student body is in it. So um, it's all student choreographers as well. And I've never done it before. Um, I've had a lot going on. Last semester I took five classes So because the education classes, some of them are quarter credits. Sure. So I had a lot to do. Um, and this semester I decided... I have been on the co-ed Frisbee team in the past, mm. um, and I'm not doing that this semester. So I was like, oh, why not try something new? Right. Um, and I'm in a beginning hip-hop dance, so it's no cut, which means there's really beginning, beginning, beginning dances, yeah. um, and also super advanced dances. And I've always gone to the performances, because um, I've had a lot of friends who have been in the right. club, and they're always so much fun. And last semester when I was watching it, I was like, I would rather be on the stage mm. actually performing. And one of my friends, um, she is choreographing a beginning hip-hop dance this semester and I was like oh I'll be in it and now now I am and it's super fun and one of my favorite things I don't know if we've said but RDG stands for repertory dance group yeah one of my favorite things about it is exactly what you just described that there's such a wide range of experience that when you go to the shows you can tell visually oh, this is the one with people who really know they what they're really, doing. really, like, really know is, how to dance. This is tight. It's com- complicated. It looks good. And then you can also tell this is the one for people who are new and are learning, and they all get equally riotous cheers. Oh, yeah. It's a very exciting performance. Yeah. And everyone cheers really loud for all their friends that they see up there, and it's super fun. Yeah. And I also think it's a wide, not just a wide variety of abilities, but a wide variety of dance types. So I'm in a beginning hip hop dance, but there's also lots of lyrical pieces. Um, There's a really advanced jazz piece this Hmm. semester that's super cool. Um, Their their rehearsal is right after ours, so we always see them like warming up. And there's an Irish step dance. (laughs) Last semester, there was a belly dancing routine. Sometimes um, faculty does a dance, (laughs) which is really fun to watch. And how um, are the types of dances just up to the student choreographers and what their expertise is in and what kind of work they want to do? Yeah, it's all completely up to students to figure it out. 
And are those choreographers mostly people that have more complicated or more, I shouldn't say more extensive dance backgrounds? Is that kind of who gravitates to yeah, that role? Yeah, usually. Um, I do know some people who have been choreographers before that got their start dancing in RDG their first year wow. here. Um, and then they just kind of worked their way up. Sometimes the exec team, um, so all of the student leaders in the club will put on um, dance workshops. So they'll have someone who's really good at dancing, one of the students who's in the club, um, come in and kind of teach people different techniques and stuff like that in their expertise. Um, so you can actually get become a much better dancer through RDG and then senior year. Sometimes people who started in that beginning hip hop dance or something in their first year work their way all the way up and then become choreographers. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned too that there's a, a real breadth of people who do it I imagine that would be another nice thing about being in RDG is that that's just such an interesting cross-section of people from all yes, different parts definitely. of campus that you probably get to meet new people, too. Yeah, I've met a lot of people. Um, there's some people in my dance that I, like, have a lot of mutual friends with, and I've heard of them right. just, like, in passing <laughs> conversation. Um, but now I'm, like, actually becoming close with them for our costumes for our dance we're wearing we're dancing to the song sunflower by post malone um i'd never really listened to it before this but now i know it really well because i hear it every day but um <laughs> our costumes are we're buying white shirts and we're tie-dyeing them in like orange and yellow to be like a sunflower right. um and our the, our group of dancers has become really close so we're all gonna like meet at someone's house and tie-dye right. our shirts together um, which will be really fun yeah absolutely and what other things are you um involved in on campus that kind of that you're really excited about that you sit up straight at um I so I would say the three out of all those things I do the things I'm most involved in are one RDG Mm -hmm. um and also so I'm in a Christian fellowship club we have a lot of faith-based groups on campus um and I started that last year um like my first semester on campus I started going and I really enjoyed a lot um the university chapter on our campus is um very it's probably like 75 percent people who are Christian and then people who aren't as well um so it's a lot of just kind of talking about your feelings and stuff like that um are, so you have small groups and large groups. So there's a freshman small group with all of the first year students. Um, and I remember last year, my freshman small group was all um, female identifying students and both of our leaders, their student leaders were also females. Um, and we called it our group therapy session. And <laughs> we would always like, before we would get to the content we were supposed to be working on that day, um, we would spend like two hours just talking about our lives, right. um, which was really fun to have those connections with people. Um, and I still have those connections this year. I haven't been able to go to those club meetings as much because I've been busy with right. all of the other things on my list, yeah. but I'm still very involved in that club. Um, and then I'm also fairly involved in yoga club. Mm. So um, there's yoga club is they organize yoga classes for students to go to. Um, and if you are a certified yoga instructor or not certified and just really good at yoga, um, <laughs> you can instruct those classes and they're completely free. So I go to those probably once a week. Um, last year, one of the yoga instructors, she was doing an acro yoga course. Mm. Um, and I went there and I didn't know anyone there. And for acro yoga, you have to have a partner because you're like oh. lifting people in the air okay. and doing flips on them and stuff like that <laughs> um, and it was really fun and it was something I didn't really know anything about right. um, and I learned so much and we did like a routine at the end and recorded it and I the person who ended up being my acro yoga partner she was someone who I like 
hadn't met before, and now we're really close friends after that. Um, yeah, which is really fun. Jenna, we are wrapping up all of our conversations by asking people for um, quick questions. Are you ready? Yes. Perfect. Question one is, what's the best place on campus? Um, I really like, it's more of a a walk than mm-hmm. just a place, but I really like the walk from Thompson, the science building, to Wyatt, the humanities building, going through the trees. Um, there's some like winding pathways that go through the woods right there. And right now during the spring, there's so many flowers blooming. It smells really good. Right. And I really like walking through there. It smells really good. And then as soon as you get to Wyatt, you can see Mount Rainier. Mm. Um, so it's like a good ending to that. Um, it's more of a, a walk. And sometimes people set up their hammocks in there as well, which is fun. What are you reading right now? Um, I just finished a book called Whatever It Takes. Um, it's about Jeffrey Canada, who he made a, um, he started a bunch of charter schools. In New Orleans, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I really like that. I, my... Um, or, no, Whatever It Takes is maybe, is that the Bronx? Um, Not New Orleans? Did I just get yeah, that wrong? Yeah, it's in the Bronx. It's like... He so he started some in like Chicago and mm-hmm. then it's kind of the movement has kind of expanded so it's it's a variety of places <laughs> um, and then that's because I took my education course that was about um, educating students in poverty which was very interesting to me um, so I started reading that book. What's the best place to eat in Tacoma? Um, I really like Jewel Box Cafe. It's um, at Point Reston. It's down on the water. Um, and they have um, really good crepes there mm. that are really delicious. Um, and they also, I just really like sitting in there during finals week last semester. My friend and I went there and we stayed there for like four hours working on homework. <laughs> um, it They have a whole bunch of different really cool furniture there. Um, there's like a little fireplace. I like it a lot. And lastly, what makes Puget Sound so special? Um, I would say... Everyone on campus is involved in, like, a ton of things, as you've been saying. Um, But I feel that everyone is really passionate about what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though some people are involved in, like, 20 clubs, there's going to be something that they're extremely passionate about um, and super committed to as well. And I think that goes for areas of study as well. So um, some people will be, like, a business major or something like that, and they'll be super committed to that and getting internships and... um, different jobs that relate to that, going to all of the talks that we have on campus um, that relate to their area of study, doing research and stuff like that. I think it's a lot of like commitment and passion into the work. Jenna Kruger, thanks for joining me. Yeah, of course. Like what you hear? I'm Tori Henson, Assistant Director of Admission at Puget Sound, working with students in the Mid-Atlantic and the San Francisco Bay Area, as well as all of our transfer students. If you have questions about becoming a logger, email us at admission at pugetsound.edu. We'd love to connect. Thank you to our guest and to you, the listener. You can follow Puget Sound on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at univ, U-N-I-V, Puget Sound. And we hope you'll join us next time for another episode of P.S. The Puget Sound Podcast.